Welcome to the Revo Podcast. Revo Church is one church in multiple locations with a vision to spark a revolution of life change through Jesus. We hope to accomplish this through our core values of love big, serve hard, live bold, grow deep, and move forward. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website at discoverrevo.com. Merry Christmas. So great to see you today. Thanks for crashing a party. For those of you joining us online, welcome. Thank you for spending time with us today. I hope the jolly fat man is good to you tonight. Speaking of jolly fat men, my name is Nathan and I'm <laughs> one of the pastors here at Revo. Man, it's, seriously, it's, it's so fun uh, to be together tonight. I know it's a crazy weekend with family and gifts and all that kind of stuff, but to be able to spend some time together. Listen, I know that I have approximately 12 minutes before your children lose their minds, uh, especially since we gave them a bunch of cookies in the back when they came in. So you're welcome for that, parents. Um, so I promise you tonight is going to be straight, strong, and not too long. That's my goal. Uh, over the next few minutes. But I do want to get our minds and hearts focused uh, and moving in the right direction uh, as we prepare for the greatest day uh, in the history of the world, the birth of, of Jesus. I don't know what kind of church you grew up in. Maybe you didn't grow up in a, a church, but maybe you saw this at, at your school. Uh, but I grew up in a church that used to have a Christmas play. Uh, speaking of like getting kids involved, this is a lot safer right here. You can edit everything they say. But, but when it's live... <laughs> And little Mary has a mic on. You never know what this girl's going to say. But so we had a Christmas play. I don't know if you ever were in a Christmas play before or what character, but whoever was running the Christmas play really had to be careful who they gave the roles to, uh, right? Because Mary and Joseph, like, they got to be people that, like, you don't want the ADHD kid like me being Joseph because they got to be calm and cool and, and, like, stay in their place the whole time. So those were normally, like, the shy kids, the ones that you could trust, really, to be on stage in front of people. So there's, there's Mary and Joseph. And, uh, of course, there was the wise men, right? Uh, all the guys wanted to be the wise men, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and, and like, wear the big robes and, and come in from afar. And, and uh, shepherds, my brother and I could never be shepherds because the problem with shepherds is they had these long sticks in their hands. And... Um, my brother and I would quickly turn the birth of Jesus into a Star Wars movie, and we'd be slapping each other with the sticks. And my dad was the pastor, so he's like, oh, man, we're going to have to resign on Sunday, and my mom's going to spank us, and we're losing presents so fast. It's just un- unbelievable. Um, but so we could never do that. And, uh, and then there was angels, right? Most of the time, the, 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 the angels were girls, uh, because number one, the girls were a lot cuter than the boys. But also, number two, the angels had to sing. Right, and so that you had, if you were an angel, you had to be able to sing. You had to be able to sing well, and so give the angels the parts to the the girls that can sing really well because they they have to they have to sing during that during that part. And um and and so like it's really interesting all of the different roles. But I want to talk to you about a role tonight that that maybe was overlooked uh, by you. I can tell you right now, no one wanted to play this role. In, in, in the Christmas story, in the, in the Christmas cantata that, that, that we were always a part of. Let, let, me, let me introduce you to the role. In Matthew chapter 2, uh, one of the, the famous passages in the Bible about Jesus' birth and, and that, that, that Christmas, uh, in, in chapter 2, verse 1, Scripture reads like this. Now, now after what Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he? Who has been born king of the Jews. For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Did you catch the character in the story 
that growing up, I don't know how your play role, but no one, no one wanted this particular role. Did you catch it? It wasn't the wise men, the star. No one wanted to be the star. If you were the star, you had to be wrapped in cellophane and tinfoil and anything that would shimmer so that when the, the spotlight from the back of the room came on you, it would, it would shimmer like a star. Also, the bad part about the star is you have no speaking roles. Now, for some of you introverts, you're like, that sounds perfect for me. But, but like little kids, man, they want a speaking role. Like we, we want to be the star of the show, not that star, a different star of the show. And uh, so, but another thing, you, you couldn't move the whole time. The star was up on an elevated platform. So, I mean, think about how boring it was to be the star. No speaking role. You couldn't move. You just stand there with your hands to your chest and the light hits you and then comes off of you and hits you again. And, and that's it. Like there's, there's no role. There's no fame or no glory in the star whatsoever. So no one on, on our, our team uh, wanted to be the, the, the star. But here again, later on in the book of Matthew, we, we see this role played again. And in verse 9, it says, And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now, I don't know, maybe this story has been romanticized to you, but if you really think about this, this is a really creepy story. You imagine Mary and Joseph minding their own business. Jesus is there, knock on the door, three random grown adult men say, hey, we just came over to, to come in and look at your toddler and we brought him a bunch of gifts, right? That's weird. No? <laughs> like, that, that, I would, that wouldn't happen in my house. I'm not letting strangers into my house. But, but these men, these grown men said, we followed a star and the star led us here and we're here to, to worship Jesus. I think the star is, is a slept on character. In, in the play, I think more people should probably uh, aspire to be the star because it's the star that God uses to draw these three magi, these wise men, who knows how many and where and all that kind of stuff. These magi, that's what God used to draw him to Jesus. Have you ever thought, why is this part of the story in the Christmas story? Why is this part included in the Bible? Well, number one, it's included in the Bible because it happened and it's, it's true. But why in the world would God write these people into his story? These wise men, they weren't Jews. They weren't God's people. They weren't Christians. Like they weren't following God and loving God. In fact, they were astrologers and they, they read the horoscopes and that, that was their religion. That's what they, they wanted to do. And, and it's interesting though that, that God would put that star in the sky in order to invite these people that were far from God into the greatest story that was ever told. See, they thought they had found the star and were following it, but in actuality, God put the star there in order to draw them in. Amazing when you see that it was the star that God put in the sky that initiated it. Now, why is this story included in the greatest story? Because it's a reminder to you and I that God is still inviting people into the story. People like you and people like me, inviting us to play a role, to be a part 
of the story that he was sharing with his son Jesus. You may be asking yourself, Nathan, what role did you play in the, in the Christmas play? I was actually one of the animals, a T-Rex. Uh, <laughs> nah, not a T-Rex. I got recruited to be one of the sheep. And uh, I really wasn't too happy about that. I thought that was a little kid's role. And so I argued, my mom is putting these black socks on my hands and on my feet and painting a little nose on. And I have these ears that look more like dog ears than it does lamb ears. I've never seen a lamb before, but I'm just imagining this is what a dog looks like. And I'm like, mom, this is silly. I don't, I don't want to do this. And, and I don't want to be a sheep. All the little kids are sheep and I don't want to be sheep. And so, and so my mom said, well, well what do you, why, why don't you be a different animal? Um, why don't you, uh, here's an idea. Why don't you be a donkey? My older brother piped up. He's like, that fits you well. <laughs> like, you be the donkey, right? So I was a donkey. Like that's, I didn't want to be a sheep. I had a sheep outfit, but I wanted to be the donkey. And little did I know that, that the donkey really, really didn't play a role in that story. The, the, the donkey showed up actually many years later. Because when God put the star in the sky to draw people towards himself, to invite people into the story, the greatest story that would ever be told through the life of Jesus. The reason why Jesus' birth is so significant is because 33 years later, there was a second story, and it involved a donkey. It was time for your boy to shine right here. <laughs> because on Jesus' way to his death, Scripture tells us that he rode on the back of a donkey. In this part of the story, people are lining the streets yelling, Hosanna, and this is the Savior, and save us, Lord, like Jesus was having a huge pep rally at this moment. And the donkey was center stage. Imagine that, like the kid that got left over and, and had black socks on his hands and was forced to be a, a, a sheep now is at the center of the story as Jesus rides triumphantly into Jerusalem. And it wouldn't take but a few days later for those same people that were cheering him on to turn their back on him. And instead of yelling, Hosanna, you're our savior, they began to yell, crucify him. And that's the point in the story where we realize that the birth was so significant because Jesus came here for a reason. He came here for a purpose. It wasn't just some random kid born in a barn. It was the son of God, the son of God, not that just came to be born, but that would ultimately come to give his life for you and for me. And when you think about the star tonight, I want you to think about the invitation that God has given you. The invitation that he gives us to be a part of the story. To say, look, now I, I don't know what character you play, but God brought them all. The, the shepherds, like shouldn't, I would not have invited them to the party. God had a plan though. The wise men, two years later, star in the sky, crazy how they got there. Mary, virgin, Joseph has no idea what he's doing, right? No room in the end. The innkeeper played a role in it as well. The angels that were singing, all of it was a grand story that God was weaving. And every character, every player had a role, every player had a purpose. But the star is the reminder that you and I have an invitation tonight to be a part of this great story. That Jesus was born for a purpose. That the invitation still stands today. Trust me, people still seek God today. They're still showing up saying, I've seen this, I've been a part of this, this happened to me, what is the meaning of it? We're looking for something of significance, something of purpose, something that matters in life. And that is the exact invitation that 
God gives for you to begin a relationship with his son, Jesus. That is what makes Christmas so incredible. It's not a 2,000-year-old story that we read and think, oh, that's cool, that happened a long time ago. It's a story that God invites you and I to be a part of right now. So maybe in this story, you're the wise men. Maybe you were the one that kind of on the outsides, I don't know about this whole God thing, this church thing, this religion thing. Like I'm, I'm going in a totally different direction and maybe something, I don't know if it was an invite from a family or a friend or a neighbor, but, but yet here we are on Christmas Eve and you're spending time in a, a, a room full of friends and family and strangers hearing a guy talk about an invitation that was given to you that'll change your life. Those wise men's lives were changed because they walked away hearing the story, being drawn in by God and having their life changed by the baby that they just bowed down and worshiped. And you can experience the same thing tonight. God is calling. God is inviting you to join this incredible story of how he changes the world. Not just in the form of a little baby, but in the form of a savior that gave his life for us so that we could experience a real reason to celebrate. And that's the salvation that comes from Jesus alone. Let me pray for you tonight. God, thank you for this story. Thank you for drawing people towards yourself. Even right now, as you continue to offer an invitation to us in the room to be a part of your story, the story of salvation, the story of freedom, the story of forgiveness, the story of grace and of mercy and of peace and of love. God, I hope that we will come to grips with the invitation that rests in front of us tonight, that we, like the wise men, will not leave here the same as we walked in, that we will see that you are still calling people to yourself today so that they can experience real life change when they see your son Jesus for the very first time. God, may this be a Christmas that we cannot forget, that is etched into our mind as the night that we had a real encounter with you and were invited into the story of life change through your son, Jesus. I pray and ask those things in, his, in your son's name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Revo podcast. We believe everyone has a next step to take in their relationship with Jesus. If you would like more information on what that means for you, or if you have any questions about today's message, please email us at info at